Welcome to The Word for Today, featuring the Bible teaching of Pastor Chuck Smith, founder of the Calvary Chapel Movement. This radio program is a verse-by-verse study through the entire Bible. And on today's edition of The Word for Today, Pastor Chuck continues with a preface to Proverbs, as we pick up in Proverbs chapter 1, verse 1. And now, with today's message, here's Pastor Chuck. Shall we turn in our Bible to Proverbs chapter 1? The first six verses are sort of a preface to the book. As authors many times write a preface to their work, the Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, the king of Israel. When Solomon first came into the throne of his father David, The kingdom of Israel had come really to the zenith of its glory, power. It was at that point one of the strongest kingdoms in the world. Blessed of God mightily. And when Solomon became king, God said unto Solomon, Ask of me what you will. And Solomon prayed unto the Lord and said, Lord, I ask you that you would give me wisdom in governing over these your people. And so the Lord said unto Solomon, Inasmuch as you did not ask for fame or riches or honor, but you asked for wisdom, I will grant unto you that which you have asked, but I will also give to you that which you did not ask. I will give to you wealth and honor and glory. And so the scripture said that God gave wisdom unto Solomon. Unfortunately, in Solomon's later years, He did not really follow his own counsels and advice that he had given here to his son. In the first eight chapters, it's sort of ascribed or defined to my son. And he did not even follow his own advice. He did not follow after wisdom. And we see the tragic results of it as is reflected in his writing of the book of Ecclesiastes a man who had everything and yet had nothing, a man who had everything in life that anybody could possibly wish for and yet cried out against the emptiness and frustration of life because he did not continue in wisdom. We'll get to that a little bit more as we get down to verse 7. But Solomon was a very prolific writer. He wrote several songs. He wrote 3,000 proverbs. He wrote books on biology, zoology, and many different fields. People came from all over the world to sit and to hear his wisdom as he would expound on plants and animals and things of this nature. And so these proverbs of Solomon 
the son of David, the king of Israel. Now, the purpose of a proverb is to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding. For the most part, they are, they are put in such a way as they can fasten themselves upon your memory in little words of contrast or in such a way picturesque or compared to so that they really fix themselves in your mind. And the purpose of the proverb is to know wisdom, to receive instruction, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, and equity, to give subtlety to the simple, to the young man knowledge and discretion. Now a wise man will hear and will increase his learning. A man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels, to understand a proverb and the interpretation, the words of the wise and their dark sayings. So now he begins with a proverb with this first and foremost, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. In contrast, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. The fear of the Lord is the beginning. Now, the word beginning here means sort of the, the head or the sum total. In other words, the fear of the Lord, this is knowledge all wrapped up. It's the summation of knowledge, the fear of the Lord. We come to chapter 9, and he says again there, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, or the beginning of wisdom. It sounds like he's saying the same thing, but he's not. In chapter 9, verse 10, the word beginning there is a different Hebrew word, which does mean more what our word beginning means, is the first steps of wisdom. So the fear of the Lord is the first step, but it is also the total. Now, what is meant by the fear of the Lord? As you get into chapter 8, verse 13, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. That's what the fear of the Lord is all about, to hate evil. So this is really the beginning, the sum of real knowledge is that of hating evil. It's the first steps towards wisdom, the hating of evil. We live in a very tolerant age, and unfortunately our tolerance level has become very high. We've become very tolerant of evil. What we are really lacking today is a real hatred of evil. We've been taught, you know, we're not to hate anything, and so hate has been put as one of those intolerant words, and, and, and people who have hatred, you know, are put in a category, so we want to accept everybody, live and let live, you know, and, and to develop a tolerance towards evil things. 
Evil is always seeking to be tolerated. It always is looking for you to compromise and to accept it. But the real beginning and the sum of knowledge is really a hatred of evil because God hates evil. And if I am to fellowship with God, I must also hate evil. I cannot tolerate evil in my life if I'm to have true fellowship with God. So the fear of the Lord is the summation of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. My son, and he addresses this whole first part to my son, hear the instruction of thy father, forsake not the law of thy mother, for they shall be an ornament of grace unto thy head and chains about thy neck. My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. All of the invitations of evil that we are presented with week by week, but don't consent. If sinners entice thee, consent not. If they say, come with us. And of course, these guys are really real robbers and all. Let us lay wait for blood. Let us lurk privately in, for the innocent without cause. Let us swallow them up alive as the grave and whole as those that go down to the pit. We shall find all precious substance. We shall fill our houses with spoil. Cast our lot among us. Let's all have one purse. My son, walk not thou in the way of them. Refrain thy foot from their path. For their feet run to evil, and they make haste to shed blood. Now we have an interesting little proverb, and it, 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 I don't know just why it's put right in this particular place. But he said, surely in vain the net is spread in the sight of any bird. Now if you're going to try and catch birds, if you set the net right out while they're watching you, it's in vain. They won't come into it. But then he goes right back to the wicked. They lay wait for their own blood. They lurk privately for their own lives. So are the ways of everyone that is greedy of gain, which takes away the life of the owners thereof. Wisdom crieth without. She utters her voice in the street. She cries in the chief place of the concourse and the openings of the gates. In the city she utters her words saying. Now wisdom, at this point, and he, from verse 20, he gets into a discourse on wisdom, and he personifies wisdom, makes it a, uh, he actually personifies, and some see in the personification either God or Jesus Christ, but uh, there are certain dangers in this likening it to God or Jesus Christ, as you'll discover as we get further into the personification of wisdom. But here, again, the personification of wisdom. She cries in the streets. She says, How long, ye simple ones, will you love your simplicity? And the scorners delight in scorning, and how long will the fools hate knowledge? Turn at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you because I have called and you have refused. I have stretched out my hand and no man regarded, but you have said it not all of my counsel and you not 
Heed my reproof. I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear cometh. When your fear comes as desolation and your destruction comes as a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you, then shall they call unto me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me. For they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. So the scripture speaks of the calamity that will ultimately call to those who reject wisdom, which is to hate evil. Ultimately, calamity will come. God's, uh, and it declares that when the calamity comes, then there will be no one to help you. They would none of my counsel. They despised all my reproof. Therefore shall they eat the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices. For the turning away of the simple shall slay them, and the prosperity of the fools shall destroy them. But whoso hearkeneth unto me shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from the fear of evil. Continuing to address to his son, My son, if thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments with you, so that you incline your ear unto wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. Yes, if you cry after knowledge and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek after her as silver and you search for her as for a hidden treasure, then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord giveth wisdom, out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. He layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler to him that walks uprightly. He keeps the paths of judgment and preserves the way of his saints. Then shall you understand righteousness and judgment and equity Yes, every good path. When wisdom enters into your heart and knowledge is pleasant unto your soul, discretion will preserve you, understanding will keep you. And they will deliver you from the way of the evil man and from the man that speaks forward things. The word forward is a word that means perverse. The Hebrew word is, is perverse things who leaves the paths of the uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoices to do evil and delights in the perverseness of the wicked, whose ways are crooked and they pervert their own paths, to deliver you from the strange woman, even from the stranger which flatters with her words, who has forsaken the husband of her youth and has forgotten the covenant that she made before God. For her house inclines unto death, her paths unto the dead. None that go unto her return again, neither take they hold of the paths of life. That thou mayest walk in the ways of good men, keep the paths of righteousness, of the righteous, for the upright shall dwell in the land, and the perfect shall remain in it. But the wicked shall be cut off from the earth, and the transgressors shall be rooted out of it. So the instructions of a father to a son. I think that so many times as fathers, we probably don't take enough time to just really sit down with our sons and talk to them about life and the issues of life. 
the importance of seeking after the knowledge of God and the wisdom of God. Seeking it diligently, just like you would seek for prosperity from silver or anything else. Hidden treasures. For the treasures of the wisdom and the knowledge, the treasures that they bring to a man who possesses them. And then the warning against the adulterous woman. How that wisdom will lead you from her, deliver you from her who flatters with her words. As most women know, men are real suckers for flattery. Oh, you're so strong. Can you open this jar for me, you know? Oh, you're strong, you know. And, and men are just, they eat it up. Now, Unfortunately, our wives are many times more honest with us. And they so many times are just blunt. Sometimes I think you're so dumb. How can you do such stupid things? And here the stranger comes along and with her flattery says, Oh, you're so smart. My, where did you learn all of that? I've never met a man as clever as you. And the flattery, how many men have been trapped by that? And so the warning is against the adulterous woman who flatters with her lips. Be careful of that. The Bible says that she has forsaken the covenant that she made before God. The marriage vows. The husband of her youth. She has left him. And now she is looking for a prey. She's looking for security. And she comes along with her flattering words. And like poor Samson, through her flattering lips, the strongest man can be brought down to a crust of bread. And so here is just a father warning his son, be careful for these gals, son, who come along with their flatteries and all, who can turn and twist your judgment because their path is the path of death. You go into their houses, you don't come out again. There's destruction in their ways. And so the dad warning his son, and, and we need to be warned of the folly of forsaking the covenants that we have made in our own marriage vows in order to listen to the words of a flatterer. None that go in unto her return again, neither do they take hold of the path of life. Chapter 3 continues to my son, Forget not my law, but let your heart keep my commandments. For length of days, long life, peace 
shall they add to thee. Now these are the three, and, and we get now into some couplets here. He gives sort of a, a word, and then he tells you what the result of it will be. And to keep the commandment in your heart, it'll grant to you the length of days, long life, peace will they add to thee. Now the next little statement, let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about your neck. Write them on the table of your heart. What? Mercy and truth. So will you find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. So you see the results of writing the laws of mercy and truth upon your heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and the result will be He will direct your path. How can I know the will of God? The question so often asked. We'll return with more of our verse-by-verse Bible study in the book of Proverbs on our next broadcast as Pastor Chuck continues to teach through the Bible. And we do hope you'll make plans to join us. But right now, if you'd like to order a copy of today's message, simply order Proverbs 1 through 3 when visiting the wordfortoday.org. And while you're there, be sure to browse the many additional biblical resources by Pastor Chuck. You can also subscribe to the Word for Today podcast or sign up for our email subscription. Once again, that's the wordfortoday.org. For those of you wishing to call, our toll-free number is 1-800-272-WORD, and our office hours are Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Again, that's 1-800-272-9673. If you prefer to write, our mailing address is The Word for Today, P.O. Box 8000, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. And now, on behalf of the Word for Today, we'd like to thank all of you who share in supporting this ministry with your prayers and financial support. And be sure to join us again next time as Pastor Chuck continues his verse-by-verse study through the Bible. That's right here on the next edition of The Word for Today. And now, once again, here's Pastor Chuck. May the Lord be with you and bless you and watch over you during the week. May your love and commitment to God grow day by day. And may we each one consider what we are giving to God and how we give it, that we might render unto God that which is pleasing and acceptable in His sight of our time, of our service, of our abilities, of our substance. God bless you, in Jesus' name. This program has been sponsored by Calvary Chapel of Costa Mesa, California. I feel we are so close to the end. I have never seen so many signs that point to the end. 
Our country is in the worst mess it's ever been in. I said to Chuck, what can we do? Our life is given to the ministry, to the salvation of souls and the walk of Christians, and yet we can't seem to make a dent. Chuck, do you think it's because the Lord is coming soon? And maybe there's going to be one last revival. Hey, ladies, I would like to highly encourage you to pick up a copy of Kay Smith's new book, Colossians, the most recent addition to her Bible study series. Like the believers in Paul's day, today we live in the midst of cultural craziness, and we too are vulnerable to the quick fix solutions of world philosophers and religious legalists. Let Kay guide you through the book of Colossians to understand how the Lord wants you to live in these last days, to love your family, and to revive our nation. To order a copy for yourselves or a friend, please call the word for today at 1-800-272-9673. Or to see a sneak preview, visit us online at thewordfortoday.org.